Hello everyone and welcome back to Soul Food, a podcast of conversations that are good for the soul. My name is Melody and as always, so glad to have you here. Today I just wanted to talk about, um, I guess really the idea of um, waking up to what God is already doing and really questioning if the work of God is really as much of a mystery and our life with God and the walk of faith is as much of a mystery as we sometimes believe it to be or make it seem to be. So I'm excited. As always, I also just want to give credit where credit is due. So many of, so much of what I share with you all is really just spurred on by conversations I get to have with friends and professors and different sermons I've heard at church and just people who are speaking truth and life. And so honestly, a lot of this is just secondhand sharing what I've been chewing on, um, from others. And so I'm just glad that I get to share it with you. And I'm very grateful for those people who've had these conversations with me throughout this week. So just shout out to people that have done that with me. And I hope that you would continue to do that in your own life as well. um, And pass on the knowledge and the things you're learning and growing in and pass it on to a friend and talk about with them. Um, So yeah, let's jump right in. This week, I want to start off by reading a passage um, actually in Ephesians. It is Ephesians chapter 1, and I'm just going to be reading verses 3 through 14. All right, let's do this. (laughs) Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who, is, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love he predestined us for adoption as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, with which he has blessed us in the Beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will, according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ, as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. In him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, so that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory." All right, that was a lot, (laughs) a lot of good stuff in there. Um, So this week I was led to this passage because I joined a small group. Um, At Lee we have chapel and you can join a chapel small group and get chapel credit for going to the small group that takes place during chapel hours. So I joined one this past week and we are actually going through the book of Ephesians and we read chapter one this past week and got to discuss it. 
And something that stuck out to me this time that I don't think has in the past and something that's just been on my mind in general over the past week um, is really where it says in verse 9, what says there, he makes known to us the mystery of his will. It really just struck me how as Christians, a lot of times we talk about, and I've talked about, like, we are just living by faith, living in mystery, which is very true. I mean, the most certain thing about being a follower of Christ is the uncertainty of it. Um, We're called to just following, to not knowing where we're going, and that takes a lot of faith. There's a lot of mystery involved in that, and I think it's also one of the beautiful things about living a life following God is um, trusting him enough to live in mystery without anxiety or fear. And while I think this is very true, I think a lot of times we miss the part where it says that God has revealed the mystery of his will to us. The purposes, the plan of God is no longer a mystery. It has been revealed to us. And we have this knowledge and this um, revelation that people in the Old Testament, the Israelites, did not know. They were living in far greater mystery of how Jesus was to come, um, of how God would come and save the world They were living in greater uncertainty, having a lot less of the story disclosed to them than we have. But we know, we know God's plan. We know what he's doing. And yes, we're still living by faith and we do not know the particularities of how God works and why he does what he does and we do not know him in fullness but we do not have to live as though his will and the purpose of God is a mystery it says here he's gathering up all things in him things in heaven and things on earth so that we can be free to live for the praise of his glory that is his plan his will he's gathering all things unto himself all things all people will come and know and declare the name of God and that he is great and worthy to be praised and that he is the name above every name it's not a mystery how this is all going to end and it's not a mystery the purposes and the plan of God as he works for a cosmic recreation, bringing all things back to himself. As soon as you believed in Christ, the scripture says, you were marked with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. And this seal, this is a sign of ownership. We are owned. We are given the breath of Jesus. And the Gospel of John, when it talks about the Holy, when Jesus giving his Holy Spirit to his disciples after resurrecting it says that he breathed on them and I think that's just so beautiful it it mirrors back to Genesis when God breathed life into man the same breath 
that gave us life is now giving us new life, is recreating us with his spirit. Jesus gives us his very spirit. The Holy Spirit is his own spirit in us. And we have that as soon as we believe in Christ. I think so often we live as though we are lacking in so many areas. As if the type of faith we want to have is distant from us in a sense that um, it seems always just five steps ahead of us in a sense, right? Like, okay, I can get there but this is kind of what I need to do. Like I can see where I am versus where I want to be. And it seems like there's this chasm there and that there are certain things we need to do in order to fill that, to get from where we are to where we want to be in our relationship with God. And here I think it's so beautiful because it's just reminding us that the relationship you want with God is already there. It's already yours to be had. God is not holding it back from you until you can get things right or until you do certain things. He has lavished on us every spiritual gift it says that we need. Every spiritual gift. We do not lack anything. I think we just lack the sight to see it to see what's already there because he has already chosen us he's already adopted us and adopted children share fully in the inheritance of their father and salvation is our inheritance later in verse 17 and 18 it says that the god of our lord jesus christ the father of glory may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance to the saints. And the cry I've just been feeling deep in my heart and soul this past week is just, God, wake us up. Wake us up to what you're already doing, to what you've already given us. Because the relationship we want with him, God, the relationship I want with you, you've said it's already mine. You've already given me everything I need. Everything. To live for you and to cling to hope. And to be one with your spirit. Um, You probably hear me flipping, and you would be correct. I'm trying to find. Okay, Psalm 139. Um, This was the psalm that um, one of the members of our congregation at church this week actually preached on. And something stuck out to me, and I talked about it with some of my friends um, in a small group. And it was just such a good conversation. Verses 13 and 14. These are things, verses you've probably heard. For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. 
And I just had this question and thinking about this verse that I never really thought about before. What does it mean to be fearfully made? Because I always thought, okay, I'm wonderful. Like, I'm wonderfully made. I'm wonderful. And I'm just, you know, God made me awesome. You know, that type of thing. Um, And I don't think that's necessarily wrong. But it got me thinking, okay, but then what does fearfully mean? If I'm wonderfully made, what does fearfully mean? And talking to a friend about this, she was looking it up. And it actually talks more about how we are made in reference to the God who made us. So not that, so fearfully made. It means that we were made full of fear for God. We were made with an awareness in our souls of the fear of God. And so that got me thinking, okay, if it's talking about fearfully, I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. If that means I praise you because I am full, I was made full of fear for you, then that also follows, I praise you for I am full of wonder. I'm wonderfully made. I was made full of wonder for God. And then it says, wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. And I think what I've realized is this verse speaks to that creation and that recreation when God breathed his breath into us and when Jesus breathed the Holy Spirit within us it speaks to the deepest part of our soul that image bearing part of us that knows the authority and the power and the awesomeness of God and our just this deep hunger and need and longing and love for God that he put in us. He made us full of fear and wonder for who he is. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. There's this deep part of us that knows the person of God and how good he is and how worthy he is of our praise and our worship. And yet we can be so blind to it. There were people who were face to face with Jesus. And this is what, yeah, this is what strikes me is that I was talking about this with my friends and it was such a cool discussion. We, I don't know, like it says that when at the name above every other name, which is God, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess, there will be a day when all know, when all return and have their eyes open to what their soul deep down already knew, my soul knows it very well deep down that part of them is full of, that is full of fear and wonder for, for God will respond in fear and wonder even if right now they deny the person and the power and the glory of God. And it's because they are blind to it. And it strikes me how there will be a day when everyone will know and see and confess that God is God. And yet there were also people who were face to face with God in Jesus and the person of Jesus and who crucified him. And I think 
one thing my friend was saying is that speaks to how God um, in Jesus had not fully disclosed himself as God. Um, And I think it also speaks to how blind we can be when Jesus, when God is in front of us. Because some people saw Jesus and were full of fear and wonder. And some people saw Jesus and nailed him to a tree. And so I don't think our prayer needs to be, God, give me your love. Give me grace. Give me all these things that I think I need. Give me this relationship with you I want. No, our prayer needs to be, God, wake me up. Open my eyes to see you. To see the relationship with you that's already there for me. To see the love that you already have given for me. That you've lavished on me. To see the Holy Spirit that you've already gifted within me. To see the spiritual gifts and blessings that you've already given me. We are already given everything we need. God, open my eyes to the mystery of your will that you've already disclosed to me. You've already disclosed, God, your plan of recreation your redemption and your healing within the world lord let me take part in what the holy spirit is doing now let me take part let me wake up to the active work of recreation that you're already doing wake me up to all creation that is glorifying you and turning itself towards you wake me up to how you are gathering up all things to yourself god wake us up Open our eyes, bring us back to being fearfully and wonderfully made and our souls knowing how wonderful your works are. God, bring us back to that part of us that is within each of us, even those who don't believe in you. God, wake up the sleeping. Open the eyes of the blind. Thank you, God that you are wonderful and that you've already lavished on us every good thing that's of you and you have already promised you've already given your spirit to us the gift of your spirit and you've already promised yourself to those who believe and confess that you are God you've already given us an inheritance of salvation and so we can live free to glorify you And to turn our hearts towards you. And to join the rest of creation in gathering towards you. And we can be a part of gathering others to know you. We can be a part of proclaiming your name. But God, it is by your spirit, Lord. God, we need you to open eyes. And wake up those who are slumbering, God. To see you clearly and rightly to see what you've already given to them and extended to them in love and grace thank you god